Hello, beautiful people. This is this is me, me featuring birds and now a dog that has run up in my bed. If you're hearing me, like usual, I'm sick. I feel like I've had nothing but things going wrong with me for a while, and I wish I knew what it was. Um, I could say what I think it is, but hey, conspiracy theories. Are we into them today? Let me know. We can dive deep. I'll share my deep thoughts, my dark thoughts. <laughs> Anyways, if you're hearing this, is because I'm definitely announcing a rerun. Not only am I sick, Joel's currently in Rome. Rome! He actually went to the original Gucci store, and he sent me pictures, and it kind of blew my mind. Um, I actually just got back from Los Angeles, California. Um, the very last day there, out of nowhere, I got a super sore throat, which turned into just feeling like the end of the world. No, it is not COVID, which... I'm pretty sure I have had. Never tested positive, though, which is interesting. Adam had it. I still didn't get it. So that's a curiouser and curiouser development as of that. <coughs> it's been hard with having without having Joel these past, like, damn, like four weeks, to be honest with you. We're finally coming into summer here, and I'm going to be at VidCon. Guys, if you hear this, it's your last chance to hear a podcast before you can come see me at VidCon in L.A. It is the 23rd to 25th, something like that. I'm doing a Q&A with Chris. Um, we're, do we're hosting the awesomest show. We have a lot of stuff going on there. You don't want to miss it. I really am hoping some people show up to say hi. Joel will be there. I will be there. I will be there. The whole crew is going to be hanging out, so... I love you guys. I hope that you're kind of having a really good week. Kind of. God, can you tell my brain is a little foggy? I am so excited, actually. Coming up next week, I'm going for my very first IV drip therapy. So I'm going to be going and get a bunch of vitamins and stuff because my immune system is shot. I travel so much and I'm fat and it's just not a great combination. I literally have seven days to kick whatever I have going on because VidCon's going to be life. I'm pounding the vitamins, my dudes. I want to show up. I want to be there for you. Don't forget, please send your scary stories to Joel Instagram. He loves to read them, and we choose some for the show. We're planning on doing a big show just with your stories coming up soon. Lots has been going on in the real world for us. Adam and I are about to move. Joel's moved. He got married. Life is wild. Anyways, I hope you enjoy this rerun. I want to be thinking about you. Please, if there's some witches out there, send me some good vibes. Okay, do some health spell on me, please. I love you guys. Talk soon. Welcome. Welcome. To the haunted estate. Hello and welcome to your one-stop shop for everything haunted and spooky, The Haunted Estate. Make sure to call our toll-free phone number, 1-877-260-3428, to tell us your scary story. And don't forget to buy my book, The Home Reader, A Paranormal Journey. You can find it at thehauntedestate.com. Hello, my dear friends, and welcome back. It's me, your host, Selena Meyer. So excited to come back and see all of you. I have missed you desperately. You are my people. I go out in public and I meet people, and I'm like, these, these are not my people. They're not my people. They look at me weird. Oh. I like coming back here and getting my office, which I don't know if y'all know, is completely pink. 
Now, I'm not kidding. Um, I do only wear black. Uh, not that I'm, I'm just comfortable like that. I do have black hair and I wear black clothes and I like dark makeup. But, you know, that's how I'm comfortable. That's how people are comfortable. And my office, though, is baby pink, and I have pink containers and a chandelier, and it's probably the girliest room, but it's kind of accented, like, right here, beside my, uh, my Mac right here, I have this lovely picture of a little girl in a coffin. For real, it's real postmortem photography. If you are a long-time listener, you know that I collect postmortem photography. I do have hundreds. I want to do a really cool blog post with lots of those pictures. I think that that would go over well. Also in this office, I have a creepy lady on the wall. I have a, what would you say? Fortune telling ball light kind of thing. Hmm. I don't know. It's kind of a nice twist of things that are dark and things that are creepy. So it's definitely my happy place. Oh, best part. I have a like Victorian pink couch. It is bomb bomb. I love it. Anyways, how are you guys? Are you doing well? I want to see you. I've had tons of people add me on Snapchat. I've like, I'm talking dozens of the Haunted Estate fans adding me on Snapchat. I love Snapchat. Um, I have a lot of sexual innuendos. I'm kind of inappropriate, but in a totally family friendly way. So if you want to follow me on Snapchat, that is like a total go for for me. It is at Selena's Life. So that is C-E-L-I-N-A-S-L-I-F-E. It'll say boo and it'll have a little ghost and a little pumpkin. And that's how you know it's me. Duh. Anyways, tonight we have so much fun stuff on the show. We have tons of stories. We have calls. We're finally getting there. I think, you know, it's getting fall. People are out there searching for really creepy stuff because not all people live every day as uh, a bit of a spooker like we do, do they? Anyways, I love you guys tonight. Yes, lots of fun stuff. Um, for now, I'm going to stick to trying to do two episodes a week, depending on my, how my health has been. It has not been good. A lot of people have reached out saying, hey, Selena, you know, I'm worried about you. How are you doing? I'm not dying. I'm definitely not dying. Um, but I do get really sick. But this is what brings me happiness. So I always come back to you guys. So please don't forget, you know, you're the ones who help make this podcast. So head over to my toll-free phone number, one 877 There you can call. Tell me your ghost story. Did you have a project for school? Did your mom tell you some local folklore? I want to hear it. Also, we are run by you guys. If you want to donate to the podcast, you can do that by going to thehauntedestate.com. There is a donate button. You can click on that. Last but not least, I do have an Amazon portal. So if you head over to my website, which again, thehauntedestate.com or theparanormalpodcast.com goes the same place, you will see an Amazon banner. I'm thinking about introducing a thing to the show where I talk about some pretty cool ghost hunting equipment or anything that I have used or bought or even some spooky socks. And you can head over and buy those through my Amazon portal. It does not charge you any money, but when you do buy, I get a bit of a cash back kickback because I do pay for all of this by myself. It's hard. It's really expensive putting out this podcast. It's definitely around, uh, it's over a hundred bucks a month for sure. So anyways, let's get to it. Your stories, my stories, and everything creepy in between tonight on The Haunted Estate. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. 
If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So guys, I just checked my inbox and I actually, that's my inbox for the phone calls. I have about 16 minute uh, message, which I'm really excited to get into. Um, I don't listen to the stories before I do play them on the show. I just listen quickly to make sure that they're not an advertisement because I can't tell you how many people call me and want me to buy male enhancement products. Yes, I do need those. I'm kidding. I don't have a penis. Hopefully you know that. So this story coming up, it's about 16 minutes long. Might end up being the whole episode. Who knows? If not, that means that there will be more fun for uh, another episode. So take it away. Hi, Selena. This is Cassandra Lador, and I'm calling to share a story with you. I started listening to your podcast yesterday and have worked through quite a few of them and wanted to share one particular um, experience that I've had in a house that I used to live in. But some backstory. I did my bachelor's degree at the Evergreen State College in Olympia, Washington. And Evergreen is surrounded by the woods and it's really wonderful. And, but there's this legend that happens that everybody in their freshman year kind of finds out about. And it has to do with the serial killer Ted Bundy. So Olympia was right between, it's located between Portland and Seattle. And Ted Bundy used to get his victims from that area. And he reportedly took two women from the Evergreen State College campus. And one of their bodies was never found, and it's believed that he tucked it into the woods somewhere and that it still remains within the Evergreen property because it's really heavily wooded and there's miles of paths just right off of the campus. So this is where I went to college. And uh, my sophomore year, I moved off of campus to a, an apartment complex right off of the boundary of campus. And it was rumored that Ted Bundy had rented a place month to month in the Glen, which is what it's called. And nobody knows where or if that's really true. Um, I don't think there's any supporting evidence for that. But I moved in with a friend, Curtis, a roommate into number 18, which was like a top floor apartment pushed right up against the woods. It was as close to the woods as you could get from any of the uh, any of the buildings. And Curtis had moved in two months before me. I had gone back to Massachusetts for summer vacation. And I don't think anything happened in the apartment while I wasn't there. So I think it really started kicking up when I kind of got in and my energy was in the house. It was really spiritual at the time. And I think I 
drew a lot of things to me. But so it started with my thought, our house, to kind of explain the layout. You enter the door, the top floor, and you walk in and there's the kitchen and the living room is kind of behind you. And you walk down a little hallway and there's one room and there's a room to your left and then the bathroom is kind of across from that room. And I was in the middle room. And at night I would be in my bed, which was right next to the door, and my bedroom door would start opening and closing. And it was would only open the length of like a forearm. So like if you stood if someone stood in one place and grabbed the handle and moved it out and slammed the door. And it would do this repeatedly. And it like was really freaking me out. And my roommate Curtis was like was experiencing the same thing. I don't ever think it happened on his door, but it would happen when he was in the apartment and he would always call out because the walls were super thin so we could hear everything and double check that I was okay. And so that started happening and it was really creepy and I kept having these weird dreams about this dark, tall male presence right in the hallway between our two bedrooms. And I think it was the the second week of me moving in that Curtis, I was out at some friends and he started hearing people, somebody in the apartment when I wasn't there. And so he'd have his door closed and he would hear footsteps walking the hallway and going into my room and he would call out to me and I wouldn't answer because I wasn't there and he would, he would call me on my cell phone to see where I was and I wouldn't be anywhere near the apartment. And then I remember some, it was getting into summer or it was like late fall and um, I remember being in the kitchen and the front door out onto the balcony would open and shut the same way and sometimes I would just come home or come out of my bedroom and the front door would be open. So then I started was doing summer classes and um, when so my window in the room would look out against really big forest and it was super dark so once the sun went down there was no light outside so the window became really reflective I remember I was writing an essay at my at my desk and um, I kept feeling like somebody was watching me I kept feeling like this sense of like an ominous feeling and I looked in the reflection of my window I like looked behind me to see if anybody was outside even though they couldn't be and there was like a reflection of a black male-shaped image like in the window standing in the doorway. So I kind of like freaked out <laughs> and I was like, please go away. Please go away. I don't want to see you. And I like turned back to my desk and concentrated really hard on something else because I, I know that when I'm afraid, like it, things happen more frequently. So I turned back around a few minutes later because the like, feeling had lessened and there was no more reflection. So I was like, okay, great. And I went back to my essay and then the lights started flickering and I looked over to back to the doorway and my light switch was by the door and you could see the light switch move up and down, up and down. And I just blasted the apartment. I couldn't handle it because my roommate wasn't there at the time and so I left and as I lived there longer 
things started to escalate, um, a lot of times the door, I don't think it would happen every night, but it would definitely happen about once a week. I lived there in a total for about 11 months, and my bedroom door would open and shut and slam, and then it happened once when I was in the bathroom in the shower, and so I'm like, in the shower, the shower curtain is closed, and then the bathroom door starts doing it, and I just could not handle it at that point. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we definitely walked into the kitchen and had all of the cabinet doors open, and, yeah. Um, and then my good close friend moved into the apartment, too. He had gotten back from a overseas trip, and he was just going to sleep in our futon and kind of rent out and save us some money on rent because we were all college kids. And he started, I was like, when he first moved in, I was like, great, someone who's going to be around the apartment more so I don't have to go through this weird experience by myself. And because Curtis, my roommate at that time, was starting to spend more and more time out of the apartment because it was so weird. But he was definitely experiencing so many of the same things that I was, but not to a certain extent. It seemed like the presence that was in the apartment was very focused on my room and not necessarily, like, the, every time I felt it, it was, the energy was directed at my room as opposed to criticism. But so Hudson had been there for about three nights, sleeping on our futon, which was really close to the floor in the living room. And he woke up three different times in one night, hearing breathing close to his head, but like out a little bit farther into the living room, really close to the floor, just deep breathing. And he would just wake up to the sound or the sensation of like the breath on his face and, and the noise, which was super creepy. <laughs> and so it all started kind of building and I met my husband that year and he started sleeping over and I don't think that the the presence liked that I had somebody in the room with me. And I remember one night laying in the in the bed with my husband and the door started slamming, waking us up of like a dead sleep. And, and I was just like, please stop. I'm like, we're sleeping. I need, I need to get rest. I have to go to work in the morning. Please stop slamming the door. And it listened, like it stopped. And it didn't do it again for the rest of the night. But it did pick it up again soon. And then there was this windstorm. So Olympia has really tall, like, evergreen trees. And they're made to get a lot of water. And so their, their root systems are really high up on the, on the ground. And so windstorms can, like, bring whole trees down really easily. So we had a windstorm around Thanksgiving of that year. And it knocked out power to the entire peninsula that Evergreen is on for two weeks. It was really, it was like a state of emergency in Washington. And this was in 2006 or 2007. And so my roommate Curtis had left. My husband, who was just my boyfriend at the time, had flown back to Thanksgiving with his parents. And I was going to fly back too, but about a week later. And, um, so I, there was no lights and there was no heat and I was alone in the apartment. I spent a lot of time fully dressed in my bed, <laughs> like tucked in because it was so cold. And I'd have a, a candle lit and I would read from the candle and I could 
feel whenever the presence was around because the candle would flicker. There was no air movement. We didn't open windows or anything like that because it was pouring down rain. And it got to the point, like after about three days of having no power, where I think the presence was just trying to freak me out because it kept blowing my candle out. And it wouldn't like it wouldn't let me light it again for a couple minutes, and I would lay there in the dark, knowing that I wasn't alone in the apartment. <laughs> and um, I ended up actually just going out to some friends and staying on their floor because I couldn't I couldn't last any longer. And I came back to pack for my trip, and I my shuttle to the airport was coming to pick me up at three o'clock because it was a five o'clock in the morning flight, and. Um, so I decided to stay up all that night because I was a college student and I was like, alone in the apartment and I remember feeling like it really, the presence really wanted me out. So I decided to go onto campus and I was like the director of the housing office so I could go and use the computer at the housing office. So I walked over there and the whole time I remember feeling like hunted is the only word I can use to describe it. Like it felt like there was something that was about to to pounce on me like a like a mountain lion from up high. And so I, I ended up just like doing what any nineteen or twenty year old girl would do and I just ran and booked it to the housing office and like got behind the locked door and I like sat down at the computer and all of a sudden this like bright wind almost like flashed over my body and it was just a cold rush like I had walked into a a dry waterfall it was so strange and I just stood up and I left the computer on and I just like walked back outside and I sat on a rock underneath like a street lamp just like watching waiting for my shuttle and eventually it came and picked me up thank goodness yeah and then the last day that we moved out is the following summer it had just gotten really rough and we like talked about doing a seance or things like that but I never got up to the cojones to do that but on the last day I was getting dressed for work and like our plans was after I got home from work we were going to move all of our stuff out and there was now four people living in the apartment and I was putting in my contacts in the bathroom which was like door open connected to everything else and I heard, like I had rinsed a bowl of spinach and left it soaking in the water to kind of like get the dirt off of it on the counter. And as I'm putting in my contacts, I hear the bowl slide across the counter. And when I come in, like I knew, as soon as I heard the noise, I knew exactly what it was. Like there was no doubt in my mind that it was the bowl of spinach and that it had slid across the counter. And when I walked in, after I got my contact in, the spinach was balanced right on the edge of the counter. Like if if you had blown on it, the bowl would have crashed to the ground and all of the cabinet doors were open. And the crazy thing is, so that kitchen is connected to my living room where my front husband was sleeping at the time. So like it all happened right there next to him. And I just got my purse and I walked out and went to work. I was very happy to see the end of that apartment and the end of that experience. I've never felt 
more afraid in, in the space of that place. And I definitely lived there for a long time. And when I tell the story to people, they ask, like, why I stayed. And it wasn't, like, I don't think I ever even really, like, thought about moving out until I wanted to get my own place without roommates. And now it seems, like, really strange to me that I would have lasted in that environment for almost a year when it was, like, so obviously, like, didn't want me there, like, me more than anybody else. But it was an interesting experience, and it's not the first haunted house that I've lived in, but it was definitely the most vicious and most, like, intent and angry. So that's my story of living in Cooper's Glen Apartments in Olympia, Washington, number 18, super spooky and I know other people that lived in other apartments there definitely had other experiences but it was a crazy crazy dark time but thank you for letting me share my story and I hope you are doing well bye hey Cassandra thank you so much for calling in your story that was really amazing to listen to I just sat here and I was taking notes just so I, I know what to talk about after and I really got into it at first. I love your voice. (laughs) Um, I just want to touch on something. I had someone explain to me kind of about people and ghosts in general and how, how we know, you know, everybody knows that certain people are a lot more connected to paranormal stuff than the other, than others. And, and one thing that I've really noticed is I've lived in an apartment building once and that was living in a residence when I was in college and I really found it hard to be in there with all the different kind of energies and and definitely energies that were left behind. First, it really, really sounds like you have a really strong energy that these spirits are just seeing and are drawn to. You know, you didn't go quite as far into your childhood or anything like that. If you have any of those kind of stories about your childhood, I'd love to hear. But it's pretty obvious from listening to this that you're kind of the lighthouse um, within your friends and your family. I feel like every family has this lighthouse person and that's what I call them um the lighthouse (laughs) I'm a lighthouse I'm a lighthouse sorry I wanted to rap there it happens sometimes (laughs) um some people are definitely these beacons to ghost paranormal things a lot of the time you know they, they can seem vicious but if they notice that you're noticing them they'll really latch onto that. Even if two people are noticing them, if one person is noticing far more than the other, they'd be like, okay, I'm gonna try really hard to get this person to understand. For me, when I, when I see ghosts, some are so in their own world, they're just more of an energy doing their thing. But sometimes when we do notice each other, they'll really stick on, but they don't have enough energy to really manifest what they're trying to get across to me. But it definitely seems like you being in an apartment with so many different levels of energies and different kinds of peoples and, and memories and things that are going to be experienced there, you're definitely pulling on probably more than one spirit. You definitely have someone who's, who's, really, who's really stuck on to you. What makes me think is it's just trying to really, like, that it was trying to get a message across is how much it was, like, when you said flickering the light switch, like, up and down and up and down. First of all, for a ghost or you know spirit i say ghost it covers i say ghost because it covers such a such a wide expanse of entities and and things like that him flicking or her flicking that light switch would that would take a lot i know it doesn't seem like it would take a lot but to manipulate something in that way to move things to open a door and shut a door that's a lot a lot of energy 
I'm just looking at my notes here. And then oh, the other thing, you talked about how it happened at least once a week. Um, I'm curious uh, if it happened like on the, around the same day, because if it was like some big event, um, first, I gotta say this, since this isn't even first, it's like fourth. I love that this is the whole Ted Bundy thing. <laughs> so cool. I'm so dark. Uh, it's terrible. It was a tragic thing that happened, but it's just cool that you're in that area that's so rich with history. But say, you know, you're in that apartment and, and around that time of the week, something crazy happened. It could be, you know, a residual energy of slamming doors, running in and out and, and that kind of stuff. And then at the same time, being in the apartment when you said, you know, you felt hunted. That's crazy. Uh, that, that's just straight up crazy. Um, that makes me think that there's even something darker. That's the thing about apartments. I could never live back in an apartment. There's just so many different kinds of energy and so many different kinds of things going on. And, you know, bad things happen in every community. But when you pack so many different people into a spot, those energies are going to influence each other. And a lot of bad things go down in those places. Um, also, you know, it shows you that can be a good thing. That could have been a bad thing. <laughs> but, you know, if it obviously felt comfortable around you. Um, it, it seemed like it was a bit violent, but I'm, I'm really happy that nothing like really violent ever happened to you but I just want to say I really loved your story a lot <laughs> um the one thing too that really got me was when it kept blowing your candle out I've heard that before that comes up a lot in really old stories because flames are a lot easier to manipulate than electricity even though ghosts are drawn to electricity and feed off electricity manipulating a flame is a lot easier it super made me curious about how it, you couldn't relight your candle um I just, yeah so thank you so much for calling in for your story that was fantastic i loved it i would love to hear more about your childhood you speak really fluently better than me you should start a podcast so guys that will bring us to the end of this episode of the haunted estate please don't forget to head over to thehauntedestate.com call the toll-free phone number 1-877-260-3428 and most importantly go buy my book they don't pay me out until I get a certain amount of money. <laughs> Anyways, you can find that. The link is on thehauntedestate.com. I hope you guys have a wonderful long weekend. Here in Canada is a long weekend. And, uh, you know, we're getting closer to fall, cooler weather. Enjoy it. I love you. Might walk around the cemetery today. If you see me, give uh, hands out. I'll probably do a live show. Oh, yeah, live shows. I'm going to start doing them a lot and um i would like if y'all would come and talk to me it would be fun and most importantly oh my god most importantly go find me on facebook haunted estate i do live feeds we can talk we can be friends that's the number one thing that i want with people who listen to podcasts i want us to all be friends and accessible to each other and talk and all that fun stuff so i think i'm gonna do one tomorrow possibly today we'll find out have a good one guys 